Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Hey guys, it's that time of year. We're moving into Christmas season. For those of us who are Southern Baptists, we know that means that we're focusing our attention, our prayer, our giving on missions as we think about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Today we have a special guest on The Scent Life. We want to talk about Lottie Moon, her life, her ministry, uh, the offering that's named after her. But we're going to do it in a really fun way. So make sure that you pay attention all the way to the end. We've got some cool things to talk about. Welcome to The Scent Life. Hey, Keelan. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Oh, not much. We're trying to head toward the end of the semester at this point, right? So. Yeah. You surviving? Yeah, I think so. The oh. question is whether or not my students are surviving. Well, yeah, but they don't normally survive very well. <laughs> <laughs> we I think to, they're going to make it through. Good, good. We have to be nice to them at the end of the semester. Somebody needs to. <laughs> yeah. So you got Thanksgiving Christmas plans? Uh, we're still working on the details for it, but I think we're getting there. I think we okay. about got it nailed down. We're probably doing a bit of travel. Okay. Um, how about you guys? Yeah. No, we're going to stay here this year. We've traveled recently for family stuff. Okay. So, But we're excited. My dad's coming up. We're going to have a good time. Hey, so um, any mission trips coming up over Christmas break? Uh, yes. We've got two in the mm-hmm. works over January, one North American, one international. Uh, we're headed to New York City mm-hmm. uh, right after New Year's. Oh, you're going to miss the so, ball drop. Yeah, we're going to miss the ball drop <laughs> on purpose. Okay. Uh, so we've got a team that's headed up there. In fact, it's a full team. It's going to be a big team. I think they're going to have a great time. Uh, the other one I'm leading to Southeast Asia. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go out to a large Muslim country mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia, good. and we're going to engage in evangelism and even some church strengthening work. It should be a good time. That's great, man. Super exciting. Glad we're doing that again. After the long slowdown. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's good to be back, kind of up and running with all of our mission trips again. It's been phenomenal to see student involvement and participation good. in that this past year. You guys are doing a great job. Hey, today's going to be fun. We have in the studio uh, one of our great friends, probably the most frequent guest we've ever had on The Scent Life. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, and I think you're right. I think we've had her in here more than we have anybody else. That's right. Amy Whitfield is with us today. Amy is the Executive Director of Communication at the Summit Church. But more importantly than that, she is a new children's book author. That's right. Amy Hey, welcome, Amy. It's nice to be with you guys. I can't believe that I am the most frequent guest. I had no idea. Yeah, well, you know, you're so omni-talented. We have to talk Uh. to you about so many different things. (laughs) So many different angles, aren't (laughs) there? That's right. But today's even better. Today we're going to talk about a brand new book that you wrote called Lottie Moon, The Girl Who Reached the World. It's an exciting book. I was thinking when I drove in that um, every time we have an author on uh, the Scent Life, you know, I've read their book. Right. But this book I've read like two or three times. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's probably the only book I've read of an author on here multiple times. Multiple times. I, I right. did that just for you. I made it like where people can just read it over and over Scott, and over you're again. you're her audience. That's, That's right. what she's saying. That's there we right. go. Amy, this is uh, really a unique book, right? It's a, yep. it's a book. It's a children's book that is... The Life Story of Lottie Moon. That's right. So it's part of a series called Here I Am. It's the third in the series, and there are more coming. So the first one was on Dietrich Bonhoeffer. 
The second one was on C.S. Lewis, and then I got to contribute the third one on Lottie Moon. And it's really designed, it's an illustrated book, designed for maybe older, mid to older elementary. Okay. You know, you could read it. A parent could read it to mm-hmm. a younger elementary mm-hmm. child or even a, you know, four-year-old, something. But then an eight-year-old can really read it and enjoy it, eight, nine, ten, and learn a little bit about her life. Yeah, it's a well-written Excellent. story. I mean, you know, it, it really was well-written, tells the story. You know, there. I, when I, I thought when I saw a book on Lottie Moon, I mean, there's so many books on Lottie Moon, but I don't know if one like this. This is a very unique contribution. Absolutely, it is, and I really, really appreciate what we're able to accomplish by having something like this. Right? There's, mm-hmm. I feel like a hole in literature when it comes to stories about Lottie and even other missionaries and missionary biographies, uh, and it's probably in our youngest space when it comes to books. And so I think this is a really helpful addition. Uh, that you've you've created for us here for a number of reasons. Well, thanks. So, Amy, besides it being part of a series, right? Talk to us a second about why you wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the first off, one of the basic uh, responses is just because uh, they came to me and asked, and I jumped at the chance to do it. So, what I love about this series is that each one is written by someone who um, I think maybe have varying levels of experience in writing for children. Okay. Um, Dan DeWitt, who wrote CS, the C.S. Lewis one, has mm-hmm. some experience in the children's um, space, in the young reader's space. But they got people who love the subject. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I've never written for children mm-hmm. before. I actually never thought uh, that I would write for children right. um, or that I could. But I love... Um, Baptist history. That's been the space I have worked in and I love Lottie Moon. And so it was a chance to kind of learn a new way of writing, um, but to put her story out there. And, you know, I mean, I think, I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but to be as, um, to do as much study as I have done about the SBC, I actually did not grow up in Mm. a, a Southern Baptist church or context. And so I, I remember the first time I I was, uh, I, I was, young, but I remember hearing her name, but I knew very little mm-hmm. about her. And so the opportunity to kind of tell her story to a, a new generation, my goodness, why would you not do that? Yeah. Um, so I had to take on something new, which is to write for a different kind of audience than yeah. I've done before. Well, that's exciting. So talk to us a minute about kind of the process of writing mm-hmm. a children's book. There are a lot of books about Lottie right. Moon written for different purposes and reasons, but you had to take that then you boil it down to what a thousand words or something oh they different less, so talk to us a, a minute i had to do it in, in around 750 Ooh. which was one of the most intimidating writing experiences i have had sure. um trying to figure out how to take this incredibly full life right and condense it to to hit the things that were were most important and to really put out the aspects of her that I felt like if you're going to introduce her to a child mm-hmm. what are the things you want to tell them yeah. about her I also felt a a real sense of responsibility a burden so because her name has been attached to this offering mm-hmm. if you look back through the years of southern baptist history a lot of times, kind of depending on who's telling the story and because it's attached to fundraising, you know, her story can often, um, and, I, and, and, and you, I can see this throughout history, mm-hmm. could often take on like some marketing. There, you know, you'll see things with yeah. taglines. Mm. You know, there, there's one, I can't remember exactly what, there's one from about, the, I think, the 70s that has just this kind of really crazy tagline about her. And 
So marketing language has gotten woven in um, at certain times throughout history. And then also people tell the parts about her story that kind of fill, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to do. And I felt a real burden that I needed to make sure I wasn't trying to put, you know, put anything Mm -hmm. forward that I was really treating her with respect and telling her whole, her whole story, you know. Yeah. So that's a... I'm really encouraged to hear you say that. I mean, that's the thing that you run into a lot in missionary biographies in general mm-hmm. um, or, well, biographies in general, right? It's very easy, I think, when we look back and try to tell history to, like, use it as a tool to accomplish a particular argument today. And when you do that, you start rounding off corners and you you start working on a narrative in a certain direction and, and you lose uh, the story for the story's sake, a sense. Right. And I really had to check my heart because— since I was limited in how much space yeah. I had, you have to cut things. Right. So I had to always be asking myself, what am I cutting and why? Am mm. I trying to like cut certain things because I don't, you know, or, or trying to elevate certain things? And how how do I really discern the best way to mm. kind of put her her forward? And what and what do kids need to know yeah. about right, her? Right. So I just it, it was a it, it was a stewardship mm-hmm. that I took took seriously and hope I was able to do. Good. Good. So, I mean, we've already talked. I, like, I love the concept here. I love the idea. I think we're filling a hole here. What do you hope happens because of the book, if that makes sense? Like, uh, I mean, I've got little kids myself at home, and I've got thoughts about why I think this is super important. Um, but it's from your perspective, obviously, when you write something like this and you're going to produce it for the world, and you're like, I hope this book accomplishes, you know, what? So what are you aiming for? Yeah, so I think one thing I wanted to encourage kids with was to recognize these sort of small things that Mm. she did that had Mm. these big ripple effects, you know. She felt called to to go, but then the impact that she had on this country, like Mm. she just left. I mean, there's a, you know, a section in there where there's an illustration of her on the boat, you know, Mm -hmm. going over and and stuff. She didn't know what was going to be on the other side. Um, And then she just went and she just put in years and years and years of of work. Um, One thing I really wanted to highlight was the offering because um, there were two aspects of her that I just love Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of missionaries. I mean, there are tons of missionaries that have gone around the world and done things and made incredible impacts in their place. Mm -hmm. Why do we talk specifically about her? And I think it's two reasons. One is because she knew, and of course, I'm about to say something that hits me as a communications Mm -hmm. person. She knew and understood the power of words Mm -hmm. and the power of writing. And so one of the reasons that she is so important is because she wrote home so much. Mm -hmm. So she was incredibly important at the time because she would, uh, she wrote in two ways. She wrote to people she had relationships with who are often, you know, the leaders of the Foreign Mission Board. And she used those relationships uh, to communicate needs. Mm. But then she wrote, you know, in these ways that would get put in these papers um, back home so people could see what was happening or could know what was happening in China. And she just understood the power and influence Mm. that she had by doing that um, and believed that what she was experiencing, the people back home needed Mm. to know. So she had a a full grasp on what it meant for folks to hold the rope, Mm. and she was going to hold them accountable for that. Um, So I wanted 
I wanted kids to see that, to see the power of her letters um, and how now we have this historical record from that, mm-hmm. that, that that's one reason why, you know, we're able to know so much. But then the second thing was she had this idea. I mean, she there was a movement happening back home where people were mobilizing. A lot of women were mobilizing for various causes. She saw what was happening in some other churches where uh, people were coming together. And she wrote and said, you can do this. Hmm. You can come hmm. together. We need help. We need more. You can come together and pool your resources and you can make a difference over here. And I mean, my goodness, it worked to yeah. the tune of millions and millions yeah. of dollars that are funding missionaries around the world today, right. yeah. all this time later, because of this idea that mm. she had. And so I wanted to communicate that to, to kids, too, that this was a really small idea at the time, but she turned around and encouraged people with it. And here we are yeah. now. That's great. So, Keelan, you mentioned earlier you've got little kids. Amy and I have kids, but our kids are much bigger. Right. So not really the audience of this book. So talk a minute from your perspective as a parent about, you know, missionary education for children. Uh, what does a resource like this help parents do with who have children that are the age that the book is written for? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, young kids at home, right? Like we've got, so i got a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old right now. And our four-year-old's getting to the age where this is this book's like on our list. Like we're going to start reading this one on a regular. In fact, this Christmas we're going to start reading it to Nora and uh, and kind of working it into our rhythms with our kids. Uh, so there's a couple of things that I think are really helpful here. And just in general, here's how we're parsing out what do we do with our kids. We're trying to lean into this idea that as their parents were their primary disciplers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and from an early, early age, uh, I really want to put in front of our kids, specifically the Great Commission, mm-hmm. right? Like, what does it mean for our kids to grow up with an understanding of the this obligation, this responsibility, the mission that's given to the church and, and where we fit in all of that? And even as we're talking to them about the gospel, right? Because we're wanting to evangelize our children. Mm-hmm. We're wanting them to become believers, and we're wanting them to, to grow up in the faith, but we want them to grow up into an understanding of the faith that from its earliest well, foundation calls them to that kind of ideal. Yeah. And in order to do that, uh, being able to work uh, the lives of missionaries and the history of missions into the rhythms of our family worship, our family discipleship, the things we do around the dinner table really matters for us. Mm-hmm. And having a book like this one is just key for being able to do that. And so there's kind of broadly that, but then just to echo what Amy said, like, in the lives of individual missionaries, I think you see these bright spots of service or an understanding of just really what it means to to be a spiritually formed person mm. that takes seriously uh, Scripture's call on us, and it challenges, I think, students mm-hmm. in a or students, uh, your children, whatever, into a positive, like in a positive way. Uh, and so the points you make about Lottie, those are things that I would hope our kids would aspire to have as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. One thing I was trying to balance here is that I wanted to write something that could be an inspiration for boys and girls alike. Yeah. yeah. But I did want to take a couple of opportunities and I, I tried to just do it in a couple of subtle ways to, um, you know, the dedication. I dedicated it to the millions of women mm-hmm. who are fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And then there was a part at the end where I, I mentioned um, there's a, a spread. Um, that the illustrator did, and I, I, I was so grateful that she did this because this was kind of a, mm-hmm. a dream of mine. 
where it had Lottie, but then it has uh, other women like from, you know, various times mm. and ages and, and things to just show the vast diversity mm. of different women around the world who are doing things for the, the Great Commission. And then there was a note in there that said, you know, no matter how old you are, where you live or what you do, you can fulfill God's plan, mm-hmm. just like Lottie. And I, I have a sentence in there that says, like, just tons of women and girls have seen her example mm-hmm. and have been able to see. And so I wanted to figure out a way to also not make it, make it where it's for boys and girls alike, sure. but also show to young girls who are looking at the Great Commission and, and seeing there and to see a model yeah. in yeah. her. That's yeah. great. Yeah. The book it. is a beautiful book. I it mean, is. It's, a, it's well illustrated. The story is well told. Like, you know, the difference between children's book and an adult book is children's books are designed to be reread and reread right. and reread. And this is the kind of book that you can and will, kids will reread this over and over and over. So it's a great contribution. So if you're a pastor or you're a kid's pastor or you're a missionary, this ought to be on your gift list this year for all your kids. 100%. If you've got a kid's ministry in your church, find in your budget a way to buy the books and give them out to your kids as a way to promote missionary giving, to promote Lottie Moon. But it's also a gift to your children in your Mm -hmm. church. It, It equips your parents to be able to really disciple their kids. If you're a missionary on the field, be a great gift to have for your kids or for others on your team as a way of reminding them, this is where our resources come from that fund our ministry. In other words, it's a fantastic resource. If you have somebody around you that's six, seven, eight years old, this is a book that they'll read. It's a book that they'll enjoy. And we really recommend that you pick it up and read it as many people as possible. It's a great story, but it's well told and well drawn. Yeah. I echo exactly what Scott said there. I I think you should do that. I'm already looking at adding this to our gift list for a number of families that we've got as well, uh, because I want to get it in some people's hands. Uh, And to that end, I'll go ahead and throw this in here. So we periodically do this uh, when we have an author on, and I want to be able to do it for Amy in this book as well. So if you're listening, you're like, man, I'd love to have a copy of this book. Uh, What we want to do is for the first five of you that email us at cgcs at sebts.edu, cgcs at sebts.edu. The first five of you will give you a copy of the book, and Amy has agreed to sign those for us. So you'll have an author signed copy of this book. So feel free to email us, and we'll catch the first five of you with that. That'll be great. All right, so Amy, thank you so much for being on with us again. We really enjoy having you here. Uh, That's why we invite you so much. And uh, we appreciate your contribution here with this this book. I think it's going to be a helpful thing for a whole lot of families. So thank you for that. Well, thanks for having me, and um, I hope that it blesses families this Christmas. And if you're listening to us, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We always appreciate having an opportunity to share with you. If this has been helpful for you, feel free to pass it on to others. And as always, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Feel free to let others know about it. Uh, You can find us on all the social media, too. So check in with us there. And until next time, this is The Scent Life.
Here at Southeastern, we know that our global Great Commission impact is only made possible by faithful ministry partners and supporters like you, who share our vision for equipping students to make disciples through the local church and around the world. On Giving Tuesday, November 28th, we invite you to join us by giving to support our Great Commission efforts. To give now or to learn more about how your giving can have an eternal Great Commission impact, visit sebts.edu give.